So, Father, we thank you for Ufuk, and I thank you for the word you've placed in his heart. Lord, I pray that as he brings it, you would speak directly to us. Lord, we've heard about that word from Ade that about you wanting to break down and rebuild and uh, show us what's, uh, that you already know what's in the center of who we are. And Lord, I pray as Ufuk speaks, it might be like that picture un- unraveling and, and being, uh, coming true in our lives. That where there's things we've built up that aren't of you, they'd be broken down and the truth would be revealed. The truth of what you want to do uh, in our lives, the truth of who you are. Lord, I pray that you'd help Ufuk to share your word powerfully with us in Jesus' name. Well, I'm, I'm so glad that I'm standing in front of the cross, in the cross, in the shadow of the cross. Um, I mean, it's it's, it's powerful. Um, what how God does things, and and I trust that um, what I hopefully will able to <laughs> deliver to you what I wanted to share. It will actually tie in with everything, and it was it was. It's, it's powerful, the words and the testimonies that's been shared. So, um, well, let's let's start praying for ourselves. It's it's the best way to start. Oh, where's my thingy? I'm sorry, I didn't get that. Thank you. Oh gosh. Um, now, what we're gonna do? We've done it before. We're gonna pray for ourselves. Okay, just looking at that, and then we'll uh, all the um, eyes views uh, will be us. We're praying for ourselves. Okay, so it's just based on Ephesians, and early on when um, Andrew shared Ephesians two, this is early on. So at three, let's start praying these words out for ourselves. Two, three, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of glory, may give to us a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. We pray that the eyes of our hearts may be enlightened so that we will know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the surpassing greatness of his power towards us who believe? Amen. We need that. We need to have God's revelation, God's touch in our lives. If we want to, if we want to see God doing something, we need to let him touch us and change us. And it's been, um, we're doing this, you know, God is serious, and, it's, uh, and, and, and it says what we believe about God changes everything. Yeah. And that is, that is so true, I believe with all my heart, and what we believe is so, so crucial. And um, think about it, it's uh, earlier on, you know, when we um, heard from Ephesians 2, just uh, the salvation, the, the, we are saved by grace, by, by, by faith in Jesus, by believing. It's not of works, it's not what we do, it is what we believe saves us. So it is, it is really, really just so important. Unless we believe in Jesus died on the cross and risen on the third day, we cannot enter the kingdom of God. And in the Bible, again in Hebrews, um, the writer says in Hebrews 11.6, it is impossible to please God for he who comes to God must believe that God 
is. Without faith, without believing, it is impossible to please God. So it is so crucial. So it's, it's a serious matter. So we're going to look today another God is. So far, and Stuart uh, shared with us, and the, the first one was, God is not disappointed in us, or God is delighting in us. That is so awesome. He loves us. He's not disappointed in us. We can't disappoint him. We can't shock him into like, oh my, what have you done? We can't. And the second was, which was another one, it's awesome, it's God is trustworthy. Again, we were singing earlier, you know, God being the promise keeper. He is trustworthy. What he says he does. He is an awesome God. And so today's God is so simple. Sometimes we overlook this amazing truth. And the Bible is full of it. And in fact, in our daily lives, we, um, we use it um, so often, very generously, in many different ways. Right, I'm talking about God is good. That is as simple as that. God is good. We're going to unpack, unpack that. We'll try to share what's what really in my heart. So... As I said, in, 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 in our daily language, we use this so often, just as an uh, adjective, isn't it? It's just that we describe things. So we use it so many different ways. We say, oh, someone's good at math, which refers to you know, their competence. And we talk about someone has a good eyesight, you know, it's a health, you know, being healthy. Good brakes, if, if your car says good brakes, it speaks of reliability. And when you say, oh, it's good of you to come, you're saying, oh, it's, it's a kind thing to do. And, um, you know, when you give it a good wash um, to something, it's, that, it's the thoroughness. It's just a, and a good review is a, a favorable opinion. We even say a good dog, which refers to, you know, good behavior, good obedience. But it's like, a, do you understand what I mean? It's just a, it's in such a wide um, uh, way that we use it. It's like a, um, it's, it's, it just describes the thing. It's like, a, like saying um, milk is white, right? And then that white, basically, it's one of the qualities, one of the properties of milk. Because there's lots, there's lots of other white things, but they're not milk, right? So it's like in that sense. So we're just so generous the way that we use. And then, of course, when we read it in the Bible, when it says God is good, God is good, so many times it says, it's almost like a, yeah, and we go to the next verse. Yeah, God is good. I know that. You know, we all know that God is good. But God is good in what? How? So, um, so in a way, this, it just makes this amazing truth that God is good it's a bit, it tarnishes, if you like, because of our understanding. It's just so common. It's just like it's an everyday language. Um, so we all know, as we all know, God is above all, and he's matchless. There is none like him. There is none like him. So, um, and his qualities are countless, and they all work in a perfect harmony. It's, it's like a clockwork. Like there are... 
So many different things we can talk about God. God is love, you know, his grace, his salvation, his mercy, his joy, his righteousness, his justice. And he is just amazing. And the awesome thing is, these all different qualities of God, they work like a clockwork. It's like a, everyone just moves another one. This goes with that one. That goes with that one. It's like a, you cannot just pick one, which we do often, you know, like, a, you know, in our sermons, we, we pick up one thing and then we talk about those kind of things, which is nothing wrong. But at the end of the day, we need to understand with God, things doesn't work like, a, you know, isolated. They're all, you know, working in a perfect harmony, like a clockwork. So, um, and each gear in this clockwork has a different purpose, has a different, you know, moves something else and does a perfect job. And... Um, and it's, it is, I mean, when you look at it, it's hard to know where's the beginning of it. You know what I'd like to liken this, you know, that God is? It's like the, the main power of who God is. It's like everything moves because God is good. You know, God's love is good. God's grace is good. God's justice is good. God's joy is good. It's everything just gets its power from the fact that God is good. You know, earlier on I said to you, um, like uh, when we say milk is white, you know, the good describe that. But if I say to you, you know, listen to this. I'm going to now read something. Milk is a whitish liquid containing proteins, fats, lactose, and various vitamins and minerals produced by, like the mammary glands of all mature female mammals after they have given birth. Now, what I said earlier, milk is white. Now, you have a totally different understanding of what milk is you know exactly what, uh, this is the definition of milk. And you can't, there is no one, nothing else, which fits this definition other than milk. So, in the same way, God is good, there is no one actually like matches that definition. It is just so good you know, however many words you use to describe it's like, it's liable, it's this, it's that. You know, we use lots of different ver- versions of good. But nothing can actually give the real power of this, the word good. It is just, this is what the, um, I believe, that's the, you know, in the core of everything, it's God's goodness is moving everything about. And... Um, and in fact, God is the ultimate good, and He is the source of good. So, um, when we see um, this, to be honest, and it's quite early on in Genesis one. When you look at it, when God creates uh, the lights, land, sea, seeds, moon, and stars, you know, day by day, every day it goes, and says, uh, every at the end of every time, it says, it says, it was good, it was good, it was good, it was good. And when the after the creation of uh, Adam and Eve, the first um, human beings, and it says God uh, uh, was very good. So 
It is just from the very beginning we see God is the author, the of good. And he's ultimately good. And, well, we read in uh, James 1.11, it says, uh, every good gift comes from God. Every good gift comes from God. He is the author of good. And even in, um, when you, if you remember the story of the, when the uh, rich young ruler comes to God, uh, to Jesus, and saying, you know, asking questions, and Jesus' answer is, no one is good but one, that is God. Now, it is not easy to, you know, keep this in uh, perspective because, as I said, it's just such a common word. And so, I mean, let's, let's think in the terms of, like, what is not good. If I say to you what is the opposite of good, what would you say? Bad? Yeah, I think it's the first thing that comes to mind. But you know what? It is interesting because I believe for God, opposite of good is not bad. It's actually... Okay, now, do you remember when God created um, Adam and Eve and everything was there for them? And he told them what? He told them, uh, he said, um, do not eat one of these um, fruit, fr one of these trees, uh, fruit. What was that tree called? Good and evil. That is, I think, for God, evil is the opposite of good. And I was thinking, what is evil? So I just, as I was looking through the, um, you know, doing some research, and I came across C.S. Lewis, that he made a very simple um, description of, uh, you know, what evil is. And um, he said, evil is spoiled goodness. Yeah? Simple. So it's not really, it doesn't mean, it does mean, it's a, it's a, the, the point is, evil is not a thing in itself. Okay? No one actually does an evil thing because it's evil. Yeah? They do the evil thing because they believe that the evil thing will get them something that they want. Now, let me explain it with the you know, Adam and Eve example. Adam and Eve, they weren't evil. They were good. In fact, as we said earlier, when God created them, he described it as it was very good. So Adam and Eve, there was no evil in them. But when devil approached and he said to Eve, Oh, the day that you eat of it, you will be like God knowing good and evil. See, that is what Eve wanted. He wanted to be like God. He didn't want to do evil thing because she's not evil. But she thought, well, uh, being like God, knowing good and evil, is a great idea. That's what she wanted and she went for. And do you see? It's, uh, it's not, um, you know, it's, she did the good things in her own eyes. So in a way, that we can say um, that we did that. Anyway, I'm not following my own notes. So good always seeks to benefit others, but evil always seeks to benefit self. 
that is basically the, the bottom of how everything just came, you know, that's where we are today. We live in a world, um, a sinful world. Uh, um, so the moment they ate that fruit, they saw him as a, a judge. They had to hide themselves. They, did, they, they didn't recognize him anymore as good because they realized, that because they could see there's an e, you know, what's the good, what's the evil thing. And one thing they didn't realize is God is the only one who can know good and evil, but don't yield to it. So God is the only one who can know what is good, what is evil, and he doesn't yield to it. He remains good because by definition, God is good. But us, we are not made like that. God created us just to live in perfect harmony with him. But now, because we have the choice knowing good and evil, and very often, we tend to go evil, not because we are evil, but because we want something which we think the evil thing will get us. So whatever God does, he does it out of his goodness. That's why he said, do not eat this fruit. Because he knew the moment they will eat, they will be subject, they will be tempted by evil all the time. And that is where we are. That's why we're facing constantly a choices of what is right, what is wrong, what is good, what is evil. So, um, but the good news is, God never changes. That is like... You know, it's, it's, he, he never changes. He is the same yesterday, the day that he created everything. He was the same God. And throughout the Old Testament, throughout the history, and he never, ever changes. So that means God's goodness never changes. So God is good all the time. He is not good not only everything is going smoothly. You know what? It was amazing just to hear uh, Myra's uh, testimony. God is good in your circumstances. He has not changed. He loves you so much. You are so precious to him. And the same for each one of us. God loves us. And he is, his goodness never changes. It's all the time. It was some years back, actually, that I had this revelation that God is good all the time. And you know that little saying, you know, I say, God is good? All the time. All the time. That's it. So we started, Emma and I, we decided, okay, this is so simple. It's such a simple truth, but it's such an important truth that, you know, we should remind this ourselves on a daily, you know, as often as we can, because, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, when you're raising children, and it says, just talk to them when you're going out, when you're doing this, when you're doing that. So we made a habit, every time we get in the car, everyone's in the car, well, I, you know, I start or someone else starts, I say, God is good, and the rest responds, all the time, 
So that's what we've been doing for years. And my children are now probably being embarrassed. I'm just telling them. It's like I, I was telling them yesterday, I'm going to ask them, come to the front and do it, but I won't, really. And, but all throughout the years, we developed this a little bit more. We don't stay on the God is good. We say, I sometimes I say, um, God loves us. All the time. Uh, sometimes I say, we praise God. All the time. That's right. So, well, if you catch me saying God is good, maybe you can respond to me the rest of the sermon, huh? Just with the um, all the time, we'll go from there. Let's see how, how awake you are. So, um, so now, um, I would like to um, just, you know, I, I said that it's like it's not God. God's being good all the time does not mean only good things happen to us. All right? God is good all the time. Fantastic. You were quicker than me. Well done. And so good things happen or not. See, the bottom line is we are living in a, um, where am I? We live in a fallen world. Again, I'm going to take you back to Adam and Eve. I, I love Genesis. I think Genesis is just an awesome book. It just gives the foundation for everything. You just, like, you just understand lots of things. You know, we live in a fallen world, and it's like a, it, the reason that everything is not, still not going our way, it's just it's not happening in the way that we want. It's like, a, you know, when Adam and Eve sinned, God cursed the ground, Right? Okay, now question. How did God create Adam? From the dust of the ground. So, in a sense, the, our, this, our physical body is subject to decay. It's because of that, um, the curse. Oh, sorry, this is totally off. It's, we live with that. You, probably my ear is all squashed now, isn't it? And so... Um, we live with that weight, the fallenness of our nature. That it's like a, we cannot get out of it. So it's like, a, and, and the thing is, Jesus, or God, has never promised us a, you know, rosy life. He didn't say that it's going to be easy. In fact, he said, you shall have tribulations. But take courage. I am, yeah. So it's, it's well, you know better than I do. So that's great. And so... Um, it's, it's how God does it. It's like He is good, but that doesn't mean all the time. <laughs> Great. So, um, so we partake in uh, difficulties, sufferings. And probably many of you are thinking the, um, the Scripture, um, you know, in Romans 8.28... And uh, it says, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. That's an amazing, amazing scripture this is. And the thing is, if you look in the context, what, what this is written, it's all talking about the uh, suffering that we're going through. That's why God is saying, you know, all this suffering going around, it will carry on. But you know what? In all circumstances, all the time, I'm going to work for the good of those who love me. That is what he does. 
He is awesome. And again, the, you know, the song that we were singing, he is a, he's, he's a promise keeper. He is a way maker. He is, he is the light in the darkness. He just always finds the way to turn around the things that it's like a, for the ones that who love him. I think that is also, you know, this, you can preach on this for, you know, a few sermons uh, based on this um, verse, really. It's, you know, where we are is important, and sometimes maybe things doesn't go in the way that we want, not because, you know, God doesn't want to bless us, He doesn't want to do good things for us, it's that basically we are not really just coming into terms with how God works. So, but God is good. All the time. Fantastic. So, and now look at this in Psalm 34. In Psalm 34, it says, But they do seek the Lord, shall not be in want of any good things. That's wonderful, isn't it? That's great. But you know what? You read a few more verses, that's what it comes. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Ooh, doesn't go together, does it? It doesn't sound like it, but this is only the half of the verse. The other half says, But the Lord delivers him out of them all. Yeah? That is what God does. He is awesome. He is good all the time. All the time God is good. Amen. Yes. And um, the... um, Right, let me just see where I'm in my notes. Now, let me give you a few examples. I mean, I'm sure you all know um, the, you know, the Daniel and his friends, you know, the... um, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, if I say probably you may not recognize because we all know them for some reason with their Babylonian names, uh, Sadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But somehow we know Daniel with his um, Hebrew name. It's a bit weird. But anyway, so these three men, I believe they knew so well God is good all the time. They knew that truth because when they stood, when they were asked to bow down uh, in front of the, um, the, gold, the statue that the Nebuchadnezzar, King Nebuchadnezzar built, he said, look, no way, we are not doing that. And he said, our God is able to deliver us, but even if not, but even if not, let it be known to you, O King, that we do not serve your gods. They knew God is good all the time. And the thing is, there was a good story. At the end, God delivered them miraculously. They walked out of that um, fire without, it says, there was not even a, a smell on them. It was a, there was, I mean, it's just awesome. I mean, that is, talk about miracle worker. And that is, you know, who God is. So, um, so it was a happy ending. But... I don't know if you heard of Polycarp. Have you heard of who, who Polycarp is? Polycarp was a, he lived in um, you know hundred and early, early hundreds. He was a disciple of John. He actually was the bishop of Smyrna, which is Izmir, the city that we used to live in Izmir in, in Turkey. So uh, he was the bishop of um, um, Smyrna, and he was basically when he was about eighty-six, he was asked by the Romans to denounce Christ. 
And I believe Polycarp knew God is good all the time. He knew that. He knew that really well. And he said to them basically, well, you know what? For all these years I served Christ and he never let me down. I am not going to denounce him now either. God is still good in his circumstances. Well, you know what happened? He was burned alive. Did it change the fact that God is good? No. God is good. It was basically, it was him deciding, you know, that it's like, okay, this is how, this is how the good is, how I'm going to show how goodness is. Because he took him away from um, the, this fallen world. And um, where am I? Okay, now I'm thinking of Job. You know, Job did the same thing, that he was um, afflicted, and he suffered tremendously. But I believe he learned at the end, God is good all the time, all the time. That's right, because now at the end of I'm not going to go through the story, so it's just so you can read it if you like. And, uh, but he said, I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes sees you. Job, and then he was delivered and he was actually blessed double. So God is good all the time. He never changes his mind. He always blesses us. And sometimes, yes, we do not understand. As Job experienced that, he was saying, why God? I've been doing all the good things, all the right things. I'm sacrificing, I'm doing this, I'm just, I've never done anything wrong. I'm good, but I'm suffering this. He's, he has this question, why, why, why? And eventually, God came through, asked him a few questions. He was undone. He could not answer a thing. And who are we to question the creator of the universe, this awesome God that we serve, to say, well, why is this? It's that God is good all the time. Know this fact, and just whatever circumstances you're going through, do not doubt that he is God, because by definition, he is God. But also, you know, going back to our, you know, milk is white, you know, milk is blah, blah, just about we define the milk, and we um, talked about one quality of milk. But also, if I say to you, milk is nice, right? In this case, my word nice, it's quite subjective, isn't it? It's for me. I am sure that some people may not like milk here, or they can't even drink it because of the you know, intolerance, etc. So there is also, we can use this word good as a, um, a, a, as a personal choice, as a subjective thing. So I believe that's why David in Psalm and 38, that's, by the way, Psalm 38, a lot of things about God's goodness and different things. And this is what he says, taste and see that the Lord is good. You know what? I can talk for days and days and days on this until you decide to taste God's goodness. It's not going to change anything. It is up to you. And I would, I plead with you. I just like, I, you know, encourage us all Let's taste the Lord, how good, how wonderful He is. He is so good. 
He is so good that you'll be addicted. Oh, let us be all addicted to God's goodness and see how wonderful He is. I mean, maybe you are sitting here, maybe you don't know, you know what I'm exactly talking about. You might be saying like a, right, you know, how, how is God good to me? It's just a, it's just a, maybe you never heard the gospel, you know, that, that Jesus died in your place. But the thing is, that is how God showed you how good He is. He sent His Son to die in your place. And all you need to do is just believe. Just as simple as having belief in God. Right, so, and now I want you to, obviously, you know, we heard from Myra that it's like a hurt circumstances, and I don't know the rest of you, where you are, what difficulties you are facing. You might be having an awful situation. You might be having a, you know, some sickness, which is, you know, that's like a, eating you up, or you might be in a very difficult financial situation. I have no idea, but God knows. And you know what? God is good in all these circumstances. God was so good to speak to Myra through that guy on TV that we just spoke to him. It's, this, is, this is how God shows his goodness. We just need to be receptive. We just need to just say, okay, God, I believe you are good. I believe you are good all the time. That is, by definition, he is good. It's one of his qualities is good, but also, you know, as an experience. Just experience him. Just taste him and give him your all, and he will show. And um, when Ada was sharing about, you know, he's, he's, um, you know he smashed the, um, the Russian door. It doesn't sound good, is it? But he has a purpose that we don't even see. He wants to get to your heart. Because that's what he needs. He, needs, he wants you to love him as Adam and Eve loved him in the very beginning. With all our minds, with all our hearts. And so one last thing, I'm going to go. And, and that is in Psalms. You can find this one very often in Psalms 107, 106, 118. There's lots of different places in Chronicles. It talks about, oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. You know what? When we understand God is good all the time, all the time God is good. Sorry, I'm not following it. Um, so um, uh, it, is, it leads us to be thankful. When we understand God is good, it makes us thankful. And I'm sure you all know the power of, the power of thankfulness. When we are thankful, God just pours out more, pours out more. See, this is not just a simple, oh yeah, simple, it's a very simple sentence. Yes, God is good. All the time, God is good. Amen. But it is a life-changing truth this is. Just taste, see how good God is, and just thank Him for His goodness, for all the other things He has, and you will see amazing things in your life. We will see amazing things in our lives as a church as we are reaching out to our communities. So Father God, I just want to thank you so much that speaking to us and showing us who you are. You are awesome. And Father, we want to thank you that this day that you are good all the time. You never change. I pray Every person 
this morning that who just came in here this morning, Lord God, I pray they will have this revelation of your goodness overflows, 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 and never changes. You are good in every circumstances. Open our eyes, Father, to see how good you are. We ask this in the precious name of Jesus, your Son. Amen. Thank you, God.